0: faithful what the hell is going on we are here to do the week seven recap of the dominant performance against the patriots on the road at foxborough making cam newton look fucking silly and we're going to also take a look into the week eight matchup where the 49ers are on the road against seattle stay tuned All right, Faithful, let's get into it. I hope on this lovely Monday night, this podcast finds you all well. I hope you're doing all right. I hope you had a good Monday back to work. Let's go ahead and break down this week seven game where the 49ers going in as the underdogs, according to the, to the the to the betting line in Vegas went in there and completely wrecked shop. Wrecked shop, especially with a defense where you saw 75% of second string or further down the depth chart at that position. This is a team that you, you're you already missing Nick Bosa. D Ford is a shadow. He, for the amount of money he makes... There's no reason as – his health concerns are a huge problem for the 49ers going forward, especially f- especially for how much money he accounts for against the cap when you're looking at how many people they've got coming up on contract with Fred Warner, who, one of the top linebackers in the NFL, is going to be entering the final, final year of his rookie deal. Uh, you've got – I mean, damn, Nick Bosa is going to be coming up on a contract – Within two years, and yeah, with him being hurt, I, I I guarantee he comes back next season as a top pass rusher still in the NFL. Um, but then you take a look into the secondary. You're you're still missing Sherm. Sherm had a setback. He's not coming back at least until after the bye week. Tchaikovsky, um, Tart, Jimmy Ward, both inactive in this game. And then, you know... Verrett has looked good. He looked like he's coming back to that to that uh that, that all pro form he was with the Chargers when he where he got drafted. Um this was not how I saw this game going. If you revert back to the last podcast and you even revert back to when on the other podcast I'm a part of <clears throat> on sports, my commentary. I picked the Niners to win this game. Um, my counterpart DC did not, and he was way wrong. But I did not see it going down like this. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I did not see uh, Cam Newton is his throw his throwing techniques have been off the last three weeks. And it was especially glaring in the game last week when they played Denver. That's why I was confident in my pick. I figured control the clock, run the ball, play good enough defense, and you can beat this team, especially a team that has no wide receiving options. Julian Edelman is is a shell of his former self. Nikhil Harry is a bust. But the Patriots have never, especially in the Belichick area, have never been really that great at drafting skill position players. But when you look at how bad this defense made up of mostly backups made Cam Newton look, he looked worse this week than he did against the Broncos a week ago, which is bad because he looked really bad in that game. Um, and it, it speaks to it speaks to the depth that the 49ers have. It speaks to the 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 next man up mentality that the 49ers have as an as an organization. Um it's I mean you look at you look at Jamar Taylor a guy who came into camp and was cut. Shanahan said in in the post-game conference that, you know, they told him when they had to cut him, like, you know, expect to be back. This dude comes in with two interceptions, given one was against Stidham, who hasn't – Stidham hasn't seen the field as a pro and not throw an interception. So be that as it may. This 49ers offense or defense, the front four created enough pressure to make Cam Newton feel uncomfortable. The linebacking core helped keep the – you take that run game away from Cam and any of New England's running backs, Cam's not going to deliver in the pass game. He's not. His mechanics are completely fucking wonky. He's – and he's – even if he was on his game, he has nobody to throw to nobody <clears throat> and the 49ers made him pay and he got benched in the, <laughs> at the end of the third quarter um, he only attempted 15 pass attempts completed nine and he completed th- three out of those 15 seven of those incompletions three of them went to the 49ers a QBR of 3.5 they made him look really really bad and the counter argument that was made in favor of the patriots going into this game was the fact that they can run the ball or at least that they could they were a dominant offense through the first 3 weeks take the run game away make him throw he he could not get it done and has proven that over at least the last couple of weeks that he can't get it done um You know, the guy that he targeted the most was a guy named Jacoby Myers. And you're saying who, and you'd be right saying that because who the fuck is that guy? Nobody knows. Right behind him in the receiving game was Rex Burkhead. Edelman saw three targets, one catch for 13 yards. And one of them, one of those three targets was a ball that was thrown way the fuck behind him. Got tipped up in the air and turned into the third interception. If if you're a Patriots fan, it's time to start panicking. It really is. Don't look at it as you're you're you're, you're playing against. Well, oh, we lost to the team that represented the NFC in, in the in the Super Bowl last year. Mm-mm. A lot of that team is hurt a lot of that team is on the IR the, the the San Francisco 49ers have the highest number of people on the IR in, in, in through 7 weeks of the season at 14 and that number i fear is going higher um you know Jeff Wilson Jr he possibly now has a high ankle sprain Debo left the game in the fourth with a hamstring injury um you know it's 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 getting it's getting really grueling on the 49er front um as far as injuries like just when you think it can't get any worse another guy goes down uh if you're a patriots fan it's time to start pushing that panic button man cuz you have no quarterback that can throw the ball and if your running game can be isolated your offensive scheme is completely it's a moot point. You're not going to get anything done. Let's flip it over to the 49ers on the offensive side of the ball. Because if you look at this game and you go 33-6, to Jesus Christ. Man, they fucking tore their asses up. And you would be right to an extent. Jeff Wilson Jr. got it done. 17 carries, 112 yards for three touchdowns. The man got it done. He stepped up. And it was pretty telling as for as, as to what Shanahan said going into this week was they had depended too much on McKinnon in the run game. And McKinnon's not going to get it done. He's a, he's a third down pass catching back. He's not – I've said it before. He's not a guy you can send up the middle. And Shanahan finally figured that out. Um, McKinnon being toted is like – a huge fantasy play mid RB two high RB two numbers. The man finished with three carries for negative one yards and he had zero targets in the passing game. Um, yeah, McKinnon, like McKinnon robbed the 49ers out of money through those first two years on the deal he got by staying on the injured reserve. Um, He's a good pass catching back, but you've got plenty of backs. Jermichael Hasty, who I was talking a lot about in the last episode, with Jeff Wilson Jr. going down and Raheem Mostert back on the IR, Tevin Coleman. I don't even I don't even care if he if he plays again for the 49ers. Tevin Coleman does not work in this offense. He's not a stellar running back. He's had one big game as a 49er last year against Carolina. He's been pretty unproductive up to that point, especially since he was the highest paid running back in this backfield until Moster re- renegotiated his deal. But Jamichael Hasty, I love the way this kid runs. He was so heavily praised in tra- training camp didn't make didn't make the 53 man roster get signed to the press practice squad and then a, a number of injuries linger the 49er backfield enough to where he saw touches a couple of touches against the Giants um you know got a couple got some garbage time work against Miami and then you go into this game he's the rb2 it may not have started that way. That may not have been the game plan going in, but he was the RB two Behind Wilson Jr.'s 17 carries, Hasty had nine carries for 57 yards, averaging 6.3 yards per carry, and he had the longest run of the 49ers at 20 yards and added a one reception on one target for 16 yards. If you're Kyle Shanahan, Mostert's not a back until I would not expect Mostert back until after the bye week. Coleman is not a guy who can get it done in this run scheme. And your options are left between Jamichael Hasty and Jarek McKinnon as who you're going to throw into the RB1 slot going into Seattle. It should be Hasty. Hasty is fast, he's a one cut up the field style back, and he has had success with the limited amount of of work he has gotten in this offense. I like him. I think he is the new running back that emerges himself into a Kyle Shanahan run style offense. I would love to see him be the RB1 against Seattle get let him, give him the ball and let him cut into work let him let him show you what he can do let him show you why he was so highly praised coming out of training camp cuz really at this point what is there really to lose you got a guy who was undrafted you've got a number of injuries at this position and you're also not really in a great position to be contending for a playoff spot in this division. Seattle lost for the first time last night in, in overtime against in, against Arizona. And Arizona is looking very dominant in stretches. They, they they Kyler Murray has stretches where he looks like he is the next version of Russell Wilson. And then he'll throw up two complete stinkers in back-to-back weeks. So, We'll see what happens with him, but I mean, like that's that Seattle defense is fucking terrible. Let someone young, quick, and and fast, and someone who has, especially someone who has something to prove. You're trying, you're trying to establish yourself as an NFL running back. Let him be the one to take all the totes against Seattle. I don't like the Debo. The Debo injury hurts, and it's going to hurt going into next week. Brandon Ayuk, first career 100-yard receiving game. He's coming along every single week. Um, Kittle had a modest day at five five catches for 55 yards. And that's really about it in the passing game. Because, I mean, Jeff Wilson Jr. had two catches for eight yards. Outside of Kittle, Samuel, Ayuk, and Wilson Jr., nobody had more than one catch, and that is going to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and and bash Garoppolo as badly as I feel like I should, because he didn't really show. I, I don't think. You know, for someone like Garoppolo who was drafted by the Patriots and then traded away because Tom Brady, you know, he was threatening Brady's job and Brady didn't want that pressure. He went all the way the fuck around. Bill Belichick and the GM and went straight to Robert Kraft and got the trade. Fucking, it happened. We got him for a second round pick. Garoppolo went 20 for 25 for 277 yards. No touchdowns. He threw two interceptions. I'm only going to dog him on one. You get intercepted at the end of the first half on a home run ball with time expiring. Fine. Yeah, I mean, you underthrew it into double coverage, but I mean, whatever. You're just really, you're just helping, you're just enforcing the narrative that you can't throw the ball downfield. I I was okay with that interception. You're trying to make something happen right before halftime. Fine. But that interception he threw, either at the end of the first quarter or beginning of the second quarter, that shit was ugly, dude. How how are you constantly throwing it into double or triple coverage and then you're overthrowing it and it's going straight into the safety's hands? This isn't a new thing. This is happening almost every goddamn week. And I understand, you know, he feels like he was the big dick in town. Sure, man. That's that's great. You came in and you quote-unquote beat the team that traded you away, but did you? Because from everything I can see, the running game and the defense won that game for you the forty the, the, the secondary for the 49ers and I'm sorry the defense cuz Fred Warner had the first one they created four turnovers but you couldn't really f- resist from giving that ball right the fuck back with your two interceptions and like I said like I said I I I'm not I'm not hung up on the second interception at the end of the first half I'm not but it's just like when the fuck are you going to stop turning the ball over When are you going to start hitting people in stride on a consistent basis and stop overthrowing, underthrowing, left, right, like 20 to 25? Yeah, it looks like he was super accurate, but when a lot of these plays are one-yard screen passes to Debo, Iuke, you're you're hitting Kittle on a slant, like – a lot of these a lot of these cat a lot of his yards are it's inflated because a lot of them come off of yards after the catch I, st- I i i have a hard time with everything the 49ers have going against them right now injuries strength of schedule i i have a really rough time believing this is going to be a playoff team um and i mean goddamn you look at that division look at that division with Seattle. And as long as Seattle has Russell Wilson, they're never going to go away. You know, you got Arizona who looks dominant and stretches and then, you know, will play bad against bad teams. We'll see. And the Rams, you, you can't really sleep on. I, I, I understand the 49ers beat the Rams a week ago, but they're 4-2. They're 4-2. And, and as of right now, going in a half, they're up seven points on Chicago, looking like they're headed to 5-2. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm going to be patiently optimistic with the 49ers going forward. Um, I'm just also not going to be super surprised if this is the week where the wheels start really falling off. Um, back-to-back weeks, super gutty performances. Um, I just, you look at, we're going to, you know, we're going to get into that in the next segment. Um, coming up, we're going to discuss the week eight matchup on the road against the Seahawks and looking forward as to what 49er fans should really be expecting from a team that is beat up as they currently are. Stay tuned. All right, Faithful, well, let's take a look into the Week 8 matchup on the road against Seattle. Um, The early line is really close and I'm not going to say it's super surprising is it, it, when you look at the 49ers how they've looked over the last two weeks back-to-back wins off of an embarrassing loss at home to the Dolphins um but to you know betters eyes it looks like oh maybe they're figuring it out um you know and just, I, I listen to I listen to a lot of you know, different mainstream uh, news talks, shows, and stuff like First Take, um, Undisputed, The Herd, stuff like that. Well, I heard a take earlier today where motherfuckers couldn't stop making excuses for as to why Cam Newton got beat up so bad. Oh, well, you're playing a, a Niners team that's it's getting healthier. On the contrary, motherfucker. They actually went into that game with less people than they had going into the Week Six game, and they lost more people in that game. It, 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 I understand. I'm, I'm super, I'm super picky about this team. I'm, I'm, I'm nitpicky. I, I, I don't. A lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm, t- I'm a, tw- I'm 29. I wasn't super conscious during the end of the glory days for the 49ers. For a large majority of my life that I can remember, the 49ers have been pretty fucking bad. So it's just like that. It's, it's the highs and the lows and the highs and the lows, and the lows tend to last longer than the highs. Um, I just... I look at this game. Russell Wilson is going to torch this defense. Especially this defense if they're missing their starting safeties again. You can only keep up with Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf for so long. Um... I, I just there's I'm I have no faith in this one, especially if you're if, if with everything they're missing on defense. If they're going to be missing a Debo Samuel, which is looking likely, they're saying like that the, reports are coming out now that he is likely out until week eight through week eight and week nine. Um, so that's a that's a huge blow, huge man. You saw the just just his presence alone in the offense. How big of a spark. How much energy he can create off of a carry or a catch. Ayuk I- is a fantastic wide receiver. He's still very young. And after Ayuk, in that wide receiver group, I struggle to find consistency because it's not Kendrick Bourne. When you're talking about consistency is can reign in seven or eight targets a game. And get into a shootout. Bourne is more of a third down, red zone look. Now um, yeah, Trent Taylor, nope. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously, fucking Kittle, <clears throat> fucking Kittle is outstanding. Wow. Okay, so looking at the early injury report. It has Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart already listed as out for this game. Huh. Jeff Wilson Jr. out. Debo Samuel doubtful. Kwan Alexander out. And <clears throat> I'm not so much worried about the Quan Alexander because Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner have just showed you last night. They have no problem dealing with with dealing with running the linebacking core and commanding the defense. uh Jeff Wilson Jr. is expected to land on the 49ers in injured reserve. So that's another running back down. Yep. Reports are confirming. Samuel likely out. Um through week eight and against the Packers in week nine. And Richie James, yeah, I mean he's effective in the return game, I guess a little bit. Um, but he he's not as as vital of a part that I'm super worried about. Um hopefully there's a little more follow up on this injury report as far as Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart, and maybe this is just a little carryover, and maybe they're not. List is out. Maybe this is a a, a mistake on ESPN's end, but <clears throat> you, you, fuck man, that secondary is going to get roasted. It's easy. To, it's easy to look really good against banged up wide receivers and wide receivers that can't separate. Where New England is dead last in in wide receiver separation yards. Um, it's easy to look good like that. Um, it's going to be really hard when you're facing offense that has a DK Metcalf, a Tyler Lockett, um, any of the three tight ends that decide to get involved, Will Disley, um, Greg Olson, I, and you, you also can't discredit the fact that they got Chris Carson too, and Chris Carson's a, 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 a top 10 running back in this league. Their O-line is awful, but Chris Carson can get it done. And with a, with a D-line that's almost backups minus Armstead and Javon Kimlaw, you can exploit them on the edges and you can exploit them in read options. Um, and I think Pete Carroll is a smart enough coach to where they're going to look at the 49er team that they're going up against this year as opposed to last year and he's going to exploit – every single weakness that the 49ers have because they are showing it on tape. They are showing it on tape. Pete is going to be able to look at this footage of the 33-6 win against the Patriots and see everything that the 49ers are weak on on defense, and he's going to exploit every inch of it. Um, but Jeff Wilson Jr. heading to the IR that – Shanahan it's it's time. Hasty needs to be your RB1 in your in your running back death chart. Give him the opportunity to prove himself. Um yeah, man. I be optimistic. Like I'm I'm holding out hope that they figure it the fuck out. Um I just think this is the 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 telling part of the 49ers schedule that was slated as tough with them having everyone available and with almost all of them unavailable, this is going to be a rough stretch, man. This would be the time where you want to earn your $23.8 million, Garoppolo, you need to take this team just like Russell Wilson does and throw them on your shoulders and lead them on offense. I know that's not going to happen because – you're not that type of quarterback. You're a game manager. Thank you, everybody. This wraps up another episode of For the Faithful. You can follow me on Twitter at T T K L E I N 49ers. Um if you're a fan of this podcast, go ahead and also hop over to the other podcast that I'm a part of on Sportsmanlike Commentary, me and my buddy DC, we do three episodes a week. We do – Fridays, we do our – that week slated game. We do our week picks. We do an upset pick. Each, we keep our grades uh, through throughout each week. Um, Saturdays, we release our fantasy rankings. Wide receiver running backs – quarterbacks, tight ends, defenses. So if you're a fan of fantasy football and you know you want another perspective or you're it's Saturday or Sunday morning and you need help trying to fix your roster up, give us a listen. We tend to actually be a lot more right than we are wrong. Um, go follow us on Twitter at unsport comment. And I hope you all Have a lovely rest of the the week. Ride high, faithful, uh, on this win because I'm hard-pressed to find another one in the next couple of weeks. So please take care, enjoy, and we'll be talking to you next week.